have Future Wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a huge edition of the Two Units Podcast. It's a massive weekend for sport and racing. It's a festival. It's a feast. We've got the Group One Moya tonight. Obviously, Grand Final day tomorrow, but three Group Ones at Randwick, and we'll also preview some races at Sandown as well on the Sunday. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is the great man, the Sultan, who would be up and about this weekend. Mate, there's only one way to sort of explain what this weekend is. It's just complete bullshit. It is (laughs) just bullshit how good this weekend is. So it's 28 and sunny in Melbourne today, 29 and sunny for grand final day, 25 for Sandown on Sunday, NRL grand final up there in New South Wales. Good weather. There's just racing coming out of the ass of everyone. Um, it's pretty hard to keep up with, actually. There's a fair bit going on, but grand final as well, of course. I've been soaking in the festivities during the week. Going to head down to uh, Gate 3 at Yarra Park today and just uh, go full nuffy at the you grand going final parade. Full too. Nuffy. When you yeah. were to me saying you're going to the parade, I thought that didn't align for me with the sort of person you are. So it's like no, I well, you'd hate everything the parade's about. Nah, me and the boys, we just thought, you know, everyone's taking time off work and we just thought, well, you know, me mates have got a place in the city as well. We thought, let's get around it, boys. You know, this could be, you know, once in a lifetime. We're in our prime to celebrate this. That's true. Have they gone full sort of like destination weekend, getting a place in the city and everything? Yeah, yeah. You blokes are absolutely, you blokes are absolutely off. They booked it ten weeks ago as well. The boys got real hurry. <laughs> you blokes are off tap. <laughs> and if you're on flow meter, I'd be thinking about heading for the queue. It dashed away inside the 200 meter mark. Flow meter goes on to win by nearly five. And here he comes, the fossil. Flow meter, win twenty. You little beauty. Flow meter, can he keep these old legs going? What a legend, flow meter. Flowy's time, gutsy awards. So, are you familiar with the uh, Last Dance, Michael Jordan? Have you have you watched the the docker? Oh yeah, that's I've been saying all week. You got to get to Collingwood. <laughs> got to get to Chicago. Yeah. yeah, he takes everything personally. So this is just <laughs> yeah. this, this is just a clear. <laughs> you gonna do this? Okay, fine. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for him to do that, and it it became personal with me. So there's someone who's taken everything personally in this stride, and that is Rick McIntosh, who gets one vote this week. <laughs> because the guy hops on Twitter and just types in search Stepati, and anyone that has tips against him has a negative word to say about Stepati. He just goes for the jugular, and I love it. He's at Mick Sharkey, because Mick Sharkey was against him on the Friday form focus, and he's taken yeah. it personally. He wants to fight Jace Richo. Yeah, he wants to fight Jason Richardson. He's going absolutely nuts for it. So um, Rick Mack, for being fierce as they come, gets one salty. Mate, uh, even I saw Jackson Oldham from Betfair got on and he goes, Rick, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. <laughs> it's, like, it's not a bad call, but he just gets really wired about it. He does. He He's does. spewing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's funny. We um, got some good audio during the week, didn't we, from um, 
from Barry. He gives oh, good audio updates. He does. And I've actually laughed at a couple. I'm going sort of trainer v trainer audio updates here, Salt. So in terms of insight, um, I've got Chris Waller's yard versus Mitch Beer's yard. And Chris Waller, his Sydney updates, they're pretty dry. They're pretty informative. But, As a barn. Yeah, but if you want to if you want to see someone that just doesn't give a shit about their Queensland stable, here's a little snippet from Chris Waller and Charlie Duckworth previewing, previewing their horses in Queensland. Hello and welcome to the Interstate Edition. We will start up north and migrate south um, as we head towards this the could be, This could be tricky for you because you get your ups and downs mixed up mm. all the time. Eagle Farm, Carlos. Yeah, he's going well. He's up to the right distance. Well, he's not going well, but he's ready to go well. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's had a crack at Charlie for getting his norths and souths mixed up, and then he's calling this horse is going well. He's not going well, but he could be going well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. As an owner, I think this guy's flying. Yeah, if I was getting that after my horse has been sent to Queensland by Chris Waller, I'm just about going English Digital. And speaking of English <laughs> Digital, a nice segue into Beery, and this is an update during the week. This is the entirety of the update that we got for Sesame Timbers this week. Absolute insight. Just holding uh, Sesame Timbers here for the ferry, getting some new Nikes on. Have a look at his coat, just it's pouring out of him. This will be like that Tasmanian tiger hair. They'll keep this and clone it in the future. Make some more speed demons. <laughs> That's all he's got. He's just got some fake news about an extinct animal in Tasmania. <laughs> so to be fair, if you're looking at getting in horse ownership with him, he does give you some... Other good updates, but that one was a real left to center sort of Nike. Sort of didn't make any sense. <laughs> to be fair, it's my favorite update we've ever received. The other ones I um I wish they were transcribed for me. They're, sh- they're um they're sharing the two, the Waller Yard and the Beer Yeah, yard. gotcha. All right. Come in the same breath. Well, mate, I didn't get onto you in time for some audio. Mm. So I'm just gonna do this. You're not going to do it. Oh, no. low ball stuff. Here we go. <laughs> Mate, I was at this luncheon at Crown and Mike Brady sung. Mm. By the way, they got Russell Robertson and I think Tony Sobrano were the musical guests. Uh, why? He, he gets rolled out every Robo single Robbo gets movie. rolled out all the time. Every He'll be there tonight at the night. I honestly Valley. think I could get on the guitar and and do a similar job. And I'm no, I'm a hack. Really? But yeah. Did, but did you take hangers for 10 years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, not quite. Get but um, anyway, Mike Brady come on. He closed the show at this lunch, the, the variety luncheon it was at Crown. At the Palladium, a bit of a similar environment to the Palladium you would have been at on Monday night. Good looks in the room as well. Um, <laughs> yep. Chicks were just as hot. But Mike Brady got on a close and I just thought, well, this guy has made a genuine living out of just singing up there Kazali and there's one day in September. And good, good on him. He's got two songs. He just rolls around every September and belts them out, makes a living out of it. And I'll tell you what, this man has chops. Mm. He's like an opera singer. Mm-hmm. It's a full tenor. Yeah. So will you, be, will you be at the ground on Saturday? No, I'm not going. Nah, because no. he's playing there again. I can't wait. I want to yeah. see him more than Kiss. <laughs> yeah, mate. 
I don't like this. Yeah, I'm... Don't bite the hand that feeds you, but horrible choice for our generation, those salts, to be fair. Like, yeah, you can't. And it's a, it, Robbie Williams is a hard act to follow. That, yeah, he, he lands right in the middle, doesn't he? Because everyone, he, everyone knows him. He casts his net across the yeah. every every yeah. age group. So, no. But good. Mike Brady, he gets three votes. Yup, there, Kazali. Regulation size or what? Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck. I'll come. Um, it was up there, Kazali up there, footy on Monday night at the Crown <laughs> Palladium. <laughs> Give you the red hot tip. The first thing I need to send um, packing is is myself just for leaving, <laughs> leaving my inhibitions at the door and just getting a little bit. Dexterous on the Twitter <laughs> <laughs> throughout the count. I thought, um, oh no, what's going on here? It's a guy who I look. I'm just going to say it. I hate him. <laughs> that has the umpire stuffed up account. He genuinely, genuinely like people think this guy is the messiah when it comes to rule knowledge and actually interpreting the rules and what should be delivered on the ground. Now, this guy, Saltz, gets replays, slow-mos, the lot, and still gets it wrong, still runs at about 30%. If we <laughs> run at 30%, we don't have a job. And this guy watches every replay and still gets it wrong, so he can pack his nags. Um, you haven't been fired up about him all year. Yeah. They come to a head. Not public. The <laughs> guys are complete I liked, I liked it. I knew what phase of the night you were at, and I hmm. thought – uh oh, spaghetti! <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I could have gone harder. To be fair, yeah, no, nah, true. I, I was quite true. diplomatic. Like you could, it was if, good. If you, you got some it, support, you got some support. Yeah, and you're like always that. going to get some faceless trolls that go me and be like, "If you're that good, why aren't you doing this week?" Well, mm. yeah, I don't have to be that good to be better than him. But anyway, um, <laughs> group <laughs> group one quaddies. Um, group one's not being in the quaddies. So it's, is what I'm sending packing. This week as well. So the Where's flight, that? flight stakes at Ranwick, great race. Tis Invincible, Molly Nickers, the likes, the the girls. Um, race number six at Ranwick tomorrow. It's a disgrace. I know there's three group ones up there, but you've got to have your group ones in the quaddy. They've, they've got a benchmark 94 as race yeah. number 10. I wonder what the logic is behind that because very often it's a lower race as the last race. And I wonder if they just think people are just going to bet on the last race, even if it's no good anyway. Yeah. Maybe. I, Maybe, I don't but know. still. Yeah. I don't even want to make sense of it. I just want to send it packing. Yeah, no, it's a great call. Get it in there. Mm. Yeah. All right. What have we got here? <laughs> All right. Hey, at that lunch I was at, so Craig Willis, Oh, he hosted. One of the greats. Synonymous voice. Hates mm. Dan Andrews. Every four really? seconds, he was giving him a send-off. Didn't mind it. Do you um, know he was, just as a side note, Craig Willis was my – he did my voicemail. for. So he was my actually no. my voicemail for about four or five years. Um, I did that game in New Zealand, the first game in New Zealand, and it was at the after party, and he had like – he had a glass of scotch and a cigarette, and mm. I, he was just like – just trucking it into him. He was like, you know, his nose in the trough, the big fella. And I went to him and I said, mate, can you please, you've got the greatest voice ever. Can you please do my voice message? And it was the most like professional, amazing thing. And then when I went 
for a job back in the teaching days. Someone's like, that's the most unprofessional voice I've ever heard. You need to get rid of it. And I took the feedback like to heart and I got rid of it. Now yeah. I'm really sad that I succumbed to that because I'd still love to have Craig Willis as my well, voice. Well, whoever give you that feedback's a loser. Mm, you I would agree. have made it anyway without that, mate. Don't worry about Thanks, that. Thanks, mate. Cheers. But, uh, yeah, so he was hosting this thing. Uh, it was quite funny because the other lady that was the host, like they were co-hosts, her name was, say, Rachel. She kept calling him Chris. So then he just started calling her Maureen, <laughs> even though he knew her name. It was pretty good. But So him and Mike Larkin were up there, the old weather presenter. Yeah. Um, he gave me a Premier's Award back in 2006, Mike, so him and I are close. But they have this tick, and we used to teach with a bloke that had a very similar tick, that mm. between sentences, they just shh. They just shush people and say oh. you're having a conversation. What's the weather like? Shh, it's a pretty good day out here. Yeah, warm and sunny. Shh, warm and, um, yeah, it's good. Um, shh. But half the time, no one's talking. So they're just shushing thin air. <laughs> so one getting shushed is a real bugbear of mine. You want to purse your lips together and shush me, you better be wearing a mouth guard, mate, because I'll bob you. Well. I've got, it's a it's a great call. Um couple of this is just bringing back some memories from Monday night now. So it's the things that I'm unearthing in my mind as the week goes on. Um they have a professional shusher at the at the Brownlow. They stand up as it's coming back from ads or whatever, and there's a guy and he's like, You're all gonna hate me for the night, but I'm the professional shusher and he shushes the whole room and it's just no one listens to him. And then I like that though, because if yeah. if Hamish is shushing everyone, everyone thinks, oh, Hamish no. is a shusher. 100%. Yeah. But our table was directly behind um, the media table. So, like Mark Robinson, Carolyn Wilson, um, all the fun people. And <laughs> our, so we were sitting here, and there were, a couple of, there were a couple of girls on our table, perhaps my wife included, that decided they were going to play a drinking game. And yeah. um, my wife, you know, you know, Claire, she knows nothing nothing about AFL yeah. and they thought that um, Nick Dacos would be a good player to drink to every time they got votes, but they didn't, <laughs> they didn't realize that there were two Dacoses as well. So oh. <laughs> and anyway, about halfway through the counts, um, Mark Robinson turns around and just gives them the greatest shush. Well, actually says the word, can you please shush? Like, supersonic shush. Sh- supersonic shush, right <laughs> right in the face of, of Claire. And I was actually locked out of the room at the time because you've got to be real quick between yeah. your breaks. And I came in and it was like a morgue. It's like, yeah, Robbo's gone. Robbo's gone tropo here. <laughs> that, that would be a spit-laden shush, oh, mate. wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'd be ponchos required, I would have thought. Yeah. Now... This is a two-pronged attack, me and you. So there's some people, and we love lining up people and not naming any names, and maybe that's this the way it's going to go. Leave, it's open to intrigue. You go and sort through. You find out yourself who, who we perhaps are talking about the most. But some people don't understand that replies on Twitter are not private messages. They're not. So if their replies are consistently s- similar, creepily similar, Everyone can see them. So if you're out there and you're replying um, with, you know, love hearts um, and the like to pubes. Um, <laughs> nah. <laughs> then 
you might just want to have a look. That yeah. We can all say that. If you're perhaps <laughs> not as tapped in to technology as the generation, the current sort of 30 to 40-year-olds <laughs> perhaps are, then, yeah, it's not a DM. So if you give a hand love heart <laughs> to, let's say, some people that, probably shouldn't have Twitter or shouldn't be posting these explicit things on Twitter. <laughs> it is there for everyone to see. And, and if you hold a position of power in the punting world, whether that be a well-respected analyst, presenter, um, I'd, I'd be very careful. And that's coming from mm. someone that shouldn't have tweeted the other night. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got to learn and, and move on from this. But Could be anyone. It's just an observation. For people that aren't on Twitter, they have no idea what that segment was about. But for the the racing Twitter and two units fans, I reckon we're going to hit them right between the eyeballs (laughs) there, Sultan. When they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Salts, specs, time. Uh, Mate, it's night meet tonight. Night racing returns to the valley. Group 1 more stakes. I can't wait. And speaking of fashion-conscious players, I tell you what, mate, do you know it's rela- I looked up the um, – I'm heading along tonight with a few mates. I absolutely mm. love going the valley. I looked up – it's a relaxed fit night for a group – relaxed dress code night for a group one, which Good is on them. outstanding. Yeah. So, so you, it should be. You can put everything you want in terms of like getting the younger generation, but tonight we'll be absolutely heaving at the valley, grand final eve. Um, they do a great job. We've obviously hosted some young members nights there so we have an affiliation with them Mm. but it's the best bang for buck membership i reckon in victoria the valley and i'm bloody excited to get back there tonight salty you know what look i reckon looks good and all the like if you see anyone on like espn um on the big channels in america so they'll wear their chinos they'll wear their collared shirt and their jacket no tie white sneakers Looks good, mate. Yeah, I'm looks I, good. I, if I'm I didn't get them in the members tonight, at Sandown, Sandown, Sandown on a Sunday because I had sneakers on. Mm. I've already gone off about that in the past, but it's it's a good look. The guy yeah. in there's wearing Terrellgan fucking square tips. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with the old uh, crocodile skin salts yeah. that you've been trotting around in, mate. That's all yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. Um. Anyway, not racing Gator, in the valley. Gator skins, you might say. Gator skins, be careful. <laughs> um, hey, rail true, entire mm-hmm. circuit, good four, um, looks immaculate for yeah. racing, as it should for a group one night. They know that there's not going to be any rain, so they can irrigate it to their liking. So sometimes in the past when Mooney Valley has ended up bone dry, dead fast, you know, we've had Friday night meets, group one meets in the in the past, the, the group one cool and the one that cool and got one, I think it was the Manicato, just the, was the, the rail just was it? Yeah. She went in both last year. This yeah. Day. Yep. But they um was just an absolute travelator, if that's mm. a thing. Um but they know it's not gonna rain, so they can irrigate it. But it probably will get to a three at some stage just because it's warm. But with the rail true, I, I'm I'm expecting a, a fair track. If you're good enough, you can come from anywhere. Mm, I like that. Well, let's start nice and early in race one. 
which is a benchmark 70 over 1,500 metres. Will Clark and Nicky O'Shea combine here for Bugnish. Yeah, I like this horse. Um, and last start in Adelaide. Also elects to come here over Adelaide Saturday. But last start in Adelaide went 12 to 1,500 metres. And for a horse going 12 to 1,500 metres with 1,500 being the query, well, it's gone and sat outside the leader in a race that's gone 10 lengths inside benchmark to the 600. Beat third by absolute daylight. Beat the other leader by the length of the straight and was only beaten by Angry Skies, who's a good horse. Um, Or, you know, he's found his mark now, but he's, he's not a bad horse. He was racing in Victoria. He had the cold sit on them. So... I don't think this race is any harder. Um, Jamie Carr on, 1,500 metres, no worries, should mm. win. Yeah, I'll follow that in. That'll um, that'll put some lead in me pencil at the track there, Salts, following Bugnish mm. in, in the first, get a little bit it of a little bank. Yeah, it was the Moyer last year. that Was, was that delayed by lightning and stuff? That was the or was that? Oh, that was the – yeah, that's where I got mixed up. Yeah, Manicato delayed by and the lightning Bell and, and she won the Moyer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, we yeah, the next day, Cox Plate, yeah. Yeah, mm. nice. All right. Yeah, I found what, what was cool and good. What I find it at ten bucks on this show or something. So I don't know. Yeah, I think can't you tried to claim ten bucks, but when you said it, it was five bucks fifty or something. So it's a good effort. <laughs> Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, race number five, mate. The Group Two Stat Stakes for the three-year-olds. Set weights over sixteen hundred. We both got to play here. I'll kick off. I'm going to side with Mojave Desert one by three. Now I was. With Mojave Desert last start, still a maiden. Um, first up at Warwick Farm, just things didn't go his way. Blocked for runs. Ran the fastest last time of the meeting. Then at Flemington over 1,400, Exford Plate introducing went along at a pretty serious tempo. Um, some 9.1 lengths faster than the all benchmark to the 600. And and Griff, who was fit, was the beneficiary of that tempo, beating Mojave Desert 1.2 lengths. I think third up here, out to the mile, drawn to get a great run in transit, should be peaking now. I think can turn the tables on the favourite, um, Griff, if you're sort of channeling that form line. So I'm going to side with Mojave Desert in the fifth, mate. Yeah, I'm backing Verdad in that race. I'm so keen to see where this horse gets to. Maybe Mooney Valley might not be its track, but and he's also poorly weighted at set weights, considering he's only had one start and he won a maiden at Bendigo. On a Thursday, but he went five and a half lengths inside, made an average, soft as you like, massive gaps through the field, beautiful, athletic-looking animal, perhaps on a derby path, and I'm just keen to see how he measures up. You could back him top flux too, because he doesn't have a number that's going to mm-hmm. measure up, but he does have a nice map too. So, you know, he's currently around five bucks. We might get five fifty, six bucks, six fifty. Um well, the, market, the market hated him on debut. He was nine bucks to sixteen bucks. Yeah, jump. yeah. So, well, because he'd had quiet jump outs. So, yeah. What, what's the market supposed to bet on? Um, but geez, it was dominant. So, yeah, I, I'm super keen on. Well, not super keen, but I, I'm keen to see where he gets to in the fifth. But can we just quickly backtrack here to race four? So, if you have got your top sport app open here. I'm just going to have a little flutter on a benchmark 84 is well over 955 metres. And I want to be with unflinching. Claims down Wiramu pin, barrier one. Now he's jumping out like he's got a rocket attached to his saddle. And the second elect fetch jumped out with him at Flemington. And that horse looks like it was struggling to keep up. So I just think he'd be too fast, unflinching. Yeah. He'll, he'll go to the front and, and he'll just keep running. He won nicely 
um, this track and distance, didn't he? The night we worked there, Jet Stanley rode him. Yeah, I remember yep. on that Young Members Night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a track and distance specialist. We could almost say so. Yeah, and um, I think you'll like a fast track tonight as well. Mm. Uh, let's head to race six, mate. The Group Two Stock Stakes for the four-year-old and upwards, the Mares, sixteen hundred meters. Well, it's all about Amelia's jewel here, isn't it? Like I'm, I'm very excited to see this girl in the flesh tonight. Just see how good she is. Keen to see how she handles the valley. Open a dollar thirty-five. Currently a dollar forty. That's just no bet. But then I work some angles, and my mind goes, "Where's?" Where's an opportunity here, footy? And I think I found one with number two to nine knowledge. A um, little bit of support, actually. She was 14 bucks. She's in the 10 now. And she's obviously not the best horse in the race, but I just love her kamikaze style of racing that she just puts herself into every race. She suited the valley. Um, she looks the sole leader. She won first up here over 1,500. They went real fast. 11.6 lengths fast than the old benchmark to the 600 and won well. Um, there was some bias that day. Second up, she again went 10 lengths faster than the old benchmark to the 600. Busted up late. Perhaps there was a flat one. Um, perhaps a flat one off that first up run. If there is any sign, I know you're expecting it to play fair, but if there is any sign of the Valley playing leaderish in the early stages, then I think she's a she's a great, particularly place bet at around that two. What are we looking at now with the support? 210, 220 place bet. Like I'm going to play a one by four, just have something really small to winning and she pinches it. Obviously not the best horse, but I reckon she can run a drum and we can make a profit in race six. So that's how I'm going to play the stock stakes. I wonder if they've had a bit of a reset with her because she ran super fast time first up, then she had another run at 1,600 metres at the Valley um, in the Fian. Mm. Um, and the plan all along was... I believe the naturalism, but that's been and gone. And now she's yeah. staying at 1,600 metres again. So maybe they're going to find another 2,000 metre race a bit further down the line and, and hopefully she runs well tonight. Yeah, well, she won at 2,200 mm. last prep. By 85 lengths. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good call. Um, race seven, mate, the group one. Let's talk about this quickly. Um, cool and Gator won it last year. Wild Ruler in 2021. Pippi in 2020. Um, it's a it's a nice race. It's a really nice race. I'm excited to see Imperatriz, how she goes about it. Asfura in the market as well, obviously one of mine. The likes of Uncommon James, who I've certainly had one marked to watch this spring, avoiding some of those premier group one races, particularly in Sydney. But I'm really interested to see how he goes handling the valley, drawn He's a little bit He's jumped out sticky. super. He's yeah. jumped out super at Flemington. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of speed in the race too, Salts. So like I think I've got the likes of Generation. I've got Generation mapped to be sort of third last defence. So it probably yes. shows. Oh. It probably shows there's a little bit of pace in the race, which you'd expect with Rothfire, um, Zoo Style, then your Acromantula. Those yeah, the types. Tarantula. Yeah, the absolute that's absolutely. even has early speed. She'll have to go and take a sit. Um, yeah. So, but who's it setting it up for, mate? Mm, well, the, the Kiwi, isn't it? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I refuse you, to ignore what what we saw first up. The she took me by surprise. I didn't think she was going to be able to beat Giga Kick over a thousand meters. Well, it put him into pasture, and she, <laughs> and here she is second up. She's broken the track record, and it was soft on the line. So mm-hmm. yes, staying at a thousand meters um, for 
for a man that we know is going to be better at 12 and, and even the trainer said 1400 meters but i'm not backing against that mm. i reckon as well like staying at a thousand there's a bit of extra speed in this race i know there's there's almost like this narrative that they've gone so explosive that it's killed giga kick but it's not really the way that that unfolded for imperatrice like she actually was mm. quite even relative to the all benchmark to the 600 and then she her turn of foot was explosive she was like 14.8 lengths faster home in that last 600 than the all benchmark yeah. so and that's reserved for that's reserved for group one horses yeah you, you're not you're not doing that you're not doing that at Aubrey Wodonga. So, um, mm. yeah, nah, Imperatriz. And betting play-wise, it's a... Yeah, 100 it's, bucks Imperatriz. I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't want to fall same. behind. I'm, I'm not falling behind. Like it. Um, yeah, I'll just bank so 70. Three by 100. I'm actually... I'm actually going to take a dollar eighty, and you guys are going to take a dollar sixty on this yeah, one. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> um, race eight. Oh, just quickly got a two bet play in the Scarborough Stakes in the last mate for the three year old fillies. Uh, I'm going to back Skirt the Law and Osmar. Just a little two bet play. Um, Skirt the Law. She obviously went close in the Quizette. Um, she went okay in the Captain Teebs up the straight, but I, I think she's better suited around a bend. Maps perfectly again here. Three bucks ten. I'll have a piece of that. And then I'm just going to spec Osmar as well, the Godolphin for the Freedmans. Um, I know you were with her a couple back at, at Cranbourne when she broke the maiden. How big is she? She's an enormous looking filly, Osmar. She's a brute. Yeah, just the four career starts. They've all been at a 1,000. Each time she steps onto a racetrack, though, she improves and, and she's shown she can do it from both ends of the field. So drawn to Jordan Childs, I think, can show some tactical speed if she handles the valley. Um, she can figure too. So two-bet play for me in race number eight. Let's head up to Sydney now, mate. The rail is true entire circuit, and it's a good four. We got three group ones up there. We got the Flight Stakes, the Epsom, and, and the Metrop as well. Um, those latter two I'm not overly keen in. I think you've got a couple of bets, which is nice. Um, I love a big handicap. Yeah, you do, don't you? We might start in the... Race that's not in the quaddy, mate, which is race number six, the mm-hmm. Group 1 Flight Stakes. We'll sort of be in my bonnet stuff, would you say? Um, three old fillies over a mile. Two-bet play for me here, Sultan, and pissing contest-wise as well. And I'm siding with Molly Nickers and Tiz Invincible. Um, I think Tiz Invincible, she's been, yeah, the best filly up there thus far during the season and she's sort of been a little bit bomb proof hasn't she she gets put into races it's been strong late she has drawn a bit tricky here so will be tough but it's given me nothing to be saying you know she won't go again so tis invincible's a bet and then molly nickers who um can we just say what well, she's through footies follows i think he assaults one impressively first up at 1400 footies, footies followed through in his knickers yeah <laughs> bloody oath I will, I will if she wins tomorrow um <laughs> One first up at 1,400, five weeks between runs before tackling the Atlantic Jewel over 1,200. She got well back, but gee, she savaged the line. It was a beautiful run to the line in behind Charmstone. Um, excited to see her get back out in distance on a bigger track. So, um, yeah, Molly Nickers, Tiz Invincible. I'll play them. 70 bucks, Tiz, $30 Molly in the uh, in the pissing contest too, mate. Yeah, Beery's having 50 bucks on Molly Nickers, and I'm also having $50 on Molly Nickers and $50 on Tiz Invincible. I think Tiz Invincible, I can't see anything from Sydney turning the tables on it, and Molly Nickers is that fresh form line. And the Charmstone form line through her last start when she ran through the line at Mooney Valley, well, that stood up a length off him in a golden rose. So good form, just has to go 12 to 16. 
Yeah, no, Jet reference that. Uh, race seven, Group 2 Premier Stakes, wait for age 1,200 metres. Um, wow, I'm going to be interested to see how this runner that you're siding with think about it comes back here for Joseph Pride as an absolute picket fence. Yeah, it's there for all to see. If your eyes aren't painted on, you can't see this guy's a winner. He's won nine from ten, and when he didn't win, he should have won. So he should be undefeated. And for a sprinter, well, that's outrageous. For a sprinter that sometimes gets back, what the hell? <laughs> Brilliant record, of course. Um, and, of course, he fires fresh with that record because he's got to improve and win, um, win first up as well. And, and he's two trials since he won that Stradbroke. Absolute sizzlers. Uh, he'll win the Everest, and and by, I think by the end of the spring he'll be the um, the pin-up sprinter in Australia. Now we've seen that Everest Imperatory is not going to go there. Um, they know what they're doing with. I wish I win, and and he's obviously a big chance, but weird setup, uh, giga kick out of it. This guy has the upward spiral of having improved his rating. Almost every single time he stepped out onto the racetrack, and that culminated in a peak rating last night in the Stradbroke. And I expect him to pick up and run a bigger figure than what he did before the spell, based on the trials. So, look, he might need a little bit of luck, but if he gets it, I think he just puts his hand up and he says, "I'm the next big thing." Yeah, just just quietly to like him or hate him with some of his takes. Joe Pride having two runners in the Everest. Think about it, Private Eye, like per capita for the size of this guy's stable. It's, yeah. It's a it's a stupid effort, really. He's a, he's a gun trainer. He's a freakish trainer of sprinters. Mm. Like, he gets, um, you know, Maria Mia. She's a gun, mm. low-level benchmark horse. Well, not low-level benchmark, like sort of listed horse. Um, she wins a Galaxy. Eduardo. Mm. Like, he's got, he's got a brilliant track record. Mm. Just we think about it. How wound, like, if you're just saying he's better than him, how wound up does he have to be to to win this race, given GF Day's still a little bit away? Well, he's got Queensland winter residual fitness and two trials. It's enough for me. Obviously, he's not going to be completely and utterly screwed down. Mm. But there's a few here that are going to an Everest as well mm. that might have had few- the first up run, but... And there's a few here that are going last chance saloon to put their hand up for one. And I'm having a little bit of a one by three, just a small speck, throw at the stumps here, lost and running. Um, I just think you can completely put a line through his first up performance, caught three and four wide, no cover throughout. He won this race last year and he follows the same preparation um, going from the shorts uh, into the premier stakes. And I just think he's going better than the market suggests here. Uh, Sultan, like he's drawn one this time. He gets Jamie Carr on board. He's going to take some improvements, suited up to twelve hundred. I just like I think he has paid eight bucks first up. I just can't have him at, at double that here when there was just so many excuses in that first up run, particularly off a nice trial. So I'm just going to um, have a small one by three lost and running um, to get a, a much easier time in in transit this time around. Um, race number eight. The Group 1 Epsom Handicap. 
1,600 metres. Well, top-ranked in Ellsberg, they dead-heated last year's edition. I, I remember that yeah, being we back sent top to the, rank. Yeah, that got sent to the judge for 39 minutes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the longest wait ever. You dead said, if that happened again this year, you could watch an entire quarter of footy before the judge comes back. So, so uh, mate, over to you. You've got a little two-bet for us. Yeah, I do. I, I'm keen to stick with Rodina. Backed him first up. He had that Queensland residual fitness he had the form around yellow brick which is good form and he'd trialed up well straight to 1400 meters i'm not sure it was the strongest lead in race in fact it wasn't but he's just on an upward spiral another one of those horses that has improved his rating in each of his last six runs and and his best rating was first up this preparation so he's got more to give and he was in light last start but he gets in lighter this start with 50 kilos and from barrier two i know it's a big field handicap but there doesn't look to be a, a hot tempo here. I think he stalks it and runs a big race for us at, at a good price, 15 bucks. And the, the other one I want to be with is the inevitable. He absolutely ripped home first up over 1,300 metres, the fastest closing splits of the day. His last 600 metres was 13 lengths inside standard. That's reserved for very good horses. He's got 55.5 kilos, which is only half off the top weight, but they're pretty compressed. And he still gets 3.5 kilos off his back from last start. And let's not forget prior to the spell, the last time we saw this guy at 1,600 metres, he's third in an all-star mile to Mr. Brightside and Cascadian. Well, Mr. Brightside's gone on to be the best horse in Australia, and Cascadian, subsequent to that, was runner-up to Amelia's Jewel. So this is a serious racehorse, and I want to be with him, and I'm backing him on the weekend, and I'm backing Redina. I'm having 35 bucks to win on Redina and 65 bucks on the inevitable. Geez, that's a good case. I'm, I'm – just having a small little um, lobster I'm having on um, the inevitable, the Tassie pocket rocket. Um, you, you preface those closing splits, fastest last 200 of the day, Theo Marks. Hard to ignore. Um, I've just got reservate. Like, I just don't know about this, Salts, with David Perez, one ride for the day, Randwick. Um, there's been a lot. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk you know, about Orman and um, obviously, you know, jockey bookings like Willow's a star, but probably a reach there. But there's these, there's so much focus on them. And I just think group one's a reserve for group one jockeys. And I'm just a little bit hesitant to, to dive in as good as the inevitable was first up and was marked as one to follow in footies follow. So I'm just going to have 20 bucks to win. Um, I don't want to miss out if he gets, if he does win. Um, and Beery's having 50 bucks each way on Kovalika, um, looking to bounce and show enormous improvement from that um, first up run. Yeah, it looks to be a fascinating race. And, and race nine on the program, that's a group one, the James Squire Metropolitan Handicap over 2,400 metres. I've got no interest in this race. I thought Just Fine was short enough, but probably should win. I don't want to have a bet in behind that. It's um, it's not a re- it's not a race. I'm going to be putting my f- pulling my phone out and watching during the grand final. Um, mm. Beery Beery likes Benno the grey jet. He's going to have fifty bucks each way. Are you having a bet? I'm not having a bet. I, I just thought Just Fine was too short. Like you can see why he's all the rage. Like he gets he's hit the ground running here in Australia. Gets in well at the weights. Drops five kilos off that win in the Kingston Town, and then gets weight off those that he actually beat. So you can understand why he's short. Um, I'd want north of two bucks though to be getting involved um, mm. with just fine salts on the day. So no bet for me, a rare shoulder of arms for me in the pissing contest. 
Um, I just got a couple of quick ones at Sandown as well, Salts, um, before we bloody move on to our unit of the week. Um, I'm going to going to be backing uh, race four. It's three old handicap, 1,400 metres. I'm going to be following up on Moesha, the filly for the Moody and Coleman team. Um, Peter Moody took it to Hamilton and strapped her. So, you know, she goes pretty well. Put that field away there after enduring a wide run down the hill. She's third up here. Goes 1,100 to 1,400 metres after kicking off at 1,200. So um, fitness on a side, I think. Big deck at Sandown, which suits 1,400, no issue. She looks very handy keen there and then in the feature race six the sandown stakes i'm i'm gonna roll a few into antino i, I think he's different gravy he's short dollar 75 but i'm very keen the key jockey booking of blake sheen I, I don't i think he's going to get every conceivable there so so that's how i'm going to be playing sandown mate anything for you on sunday thus far yeah later in the card um sabak maybe i think that's in the seventh uh he uh Gave weight to a good up-and-comer, Carini, at Flemington last night. He's ready to win and, and go forward. You can have something on him. There's a lot of um, water to go under the bridge, isn't there, before the yeah, <laughs> before yes, race seven at Sandown? Yeah. That's, that's a lot of bets and a lot of emotion for you across the next 48 to 72. Don't worry about my emotion, yeah, mate. I'm concerned, I'm, for, I'm concerned for you, mate. I'm concerned for, the, <laughs> for those around you. And that's <laughs> <laughs> Unit. The Chad's back. He went down to Osmosis. He got his Billabong hat. He got his Billabong board shorts. We all cashed in, and he comes back here this week. And this is what Chad from Chadwick Models likes uh, on tonight. Boys, it is good to be back. I'm glad that everyone whose eyes weren't painted on saw what there was on offer last weekend, doubled their money with us. If you waited till race day, you tripled it, which is even better. Uh, this week, we go again. We go Brave Mead, Mooney Valley. It brings um, centre fires to party form. He's raced at the Valley. He's won here before. The weights stay the same, and second favourite armed forces cannot possibly turn the tables before he finds himself on English Digital and racing at Darwin in a few weeks' time. So... It's an easy bet to have. It's the same as last week. It's pretty simple. It's the best horse in the race. Maps well. It's fast. Track, distance, a lot. Just go it. Smack it hard. Get your money back. Let's go. Jeez. He didn't miss Coolmore, did he? <laughs> he, gave, <laughs> he gave no forces a right old whack, but yeah, we're, on brave, we're on brave mead, Chadwick. And hey, let's hope we keep this rolling because straight into two units, best bets, my my best bet this weekend also comes in race two at the Valley, and guess you guessed it, it's Brave Mead, even money. Um, yeah, first up through the McKenzie, SP360 against a party, had that form around centre fire, as Chad mentioned, was slowly away, had to make a sustained run from the school to get in the race, but stuck on really well. I think it looks a pretty nice way to start the night or dive, keep diving into the night after Salts hopefully finds his book niche as well. So that's how I'm uh, going this week, mate, getting my two units out of the way in the second race of the weekend. My best of the weekend. Let's go back to race one. Bugnish, let's just get it out of the way early. 6.15pm tonight. Should win. Jamie Carr on. Hard fit. Ticked off 1,500-metre uh, box last start and uh, gets a nice run in transit. It's like just a couple of blokes that want to clock off work early, so they're just rushing out their best bet, race one and two on the card for the whole, for three days of racing. There's been 
there's been a fair amount on the program, mate. Let's be fair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Settle down, mate. <laughs> He's fired up, the kid. Um, mate, enjoy the parade today. Um, ooh, you should have hooked me up earlier. I could have probably got you in a Hilux or something. Um, yeah, and got give the, the fans what they want. Yeah, give them what they want. Just cruising down little Burke or something in a Hilux. You will be, <laughs> I reckon. Um, in a Datsun. Um, have a fun at the granny this week, mate. I'll... Um, look forward to checking in with you at some point over the weekend and uh listeners we'll be back in your ears next week and uh all the best across the weekend if you're punting and if your footy team's in the finals good on you yup Now there's a lot more things to football than really meets the eye. There are days when you could give it up, there are days when you could fly. We either love or hate it, depending on the score. When the team run out or they kick a goal, how's the mighty roar?